All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, as we continue on Total Information AM on a Sunday morning, let's bring in our John Hancock and Michael Kelly to talk about the week that was and the week that's ahead. Good morning, guys. Hey, buddy. Good morning, Michael. And uh, we're, we're monitoring uh, President Biden is headed to Evalde, Texas, to meet with the families of the victims uh, from the devastating shooting. And uh, curious what you, what you expect him to say or what you expect. Uh, you know, this is one of the duties of the president. Uh, it's a long tradition that when there's a disaster or a tragedy, the president uh, shows up to, to try to reassure everybody and bring everybody together. Yeah, and uh, it is the duty of the president, and every president, sadly, has had to deal with these mass shootings. I expect President Biden will be comforting. He's going to meet with the families of the victims and as well as families of survivors. I expect he'll have some remarks about the need to identify a national policy to reduce the likelihood of these events that happen all too often, Um, and it's just another Yet another sad, tragic day in the, what, five days, I guess, since this thing happened. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, President Biden, like uh, the two previous presidents, will play the script, which is we have a mass shooting. Uh, Immediately after that, we sit and wait for politicians to talk about the need for change. Republicans talk about mental health. Democrats talk about guns. Presidents show up, hug, and comfort people, and we move on and do nothing. Um, I'm hopeful uh, that this time it will be different. But, Michael, um, you know, uh, just what's happened for the last almost two decades now doesn't give me much hope. Well, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell late uh, in the week uh, gave his side the permission, uh, the go-ahead to uh, start talks with Democrats on potential gun legislation. He told John Cornyn, get with Chris Murphy, the Democrat from Connecticut, and see if there's anything that there's common ground on. Uh, John, what what might you guess could be a, a piece of common ground for both sides? Well, I'm not sure what a final package will look like, but I think if they start from the premise that that guns, that the Second Amendment is not sacrosanct, meaning that uh, you can regulate the Second Amendment. We've already done it. That you can't buy an automatic weapon in this country. And so I think they'll start from that premise. And then I'll start from the premise that not everybody ought to be able to easily purchase a weapon. And I think everybody agrees with both of those precepts. And so then you come together and find out, are there some things as it relates to background checks that can be done? Are there some things that relate to red flag laws that can be done? Uh, are, are there better mental health screenings? I do think a holistic approach here between keeping guns out of the hands of the wrong people and um, fortressing our schools. You know, 70% of these school shootings have been done by people 
21 years of age and younger. And so I think there's, I think there's an avenue there that ought to be looked at. Yeah, I think John highlights some of the key things that surely there's compromise on. Um, 90% of Americans believe that we ought to have background, background checks. Two-thirds of Americans don't believe that we need um, AR-15s and assault white weapons. Uh, one would hope that uh, these uh, folks sitting in their ivory tower in Washington, D.C. would realize that the American people are begging for help, change, and reform. Uh, and I don't want to sound like too much of a pessimist, guys, but we've been doing this too long. We have these conversations after every school shooting, and I don't have much hope that anything's going to get done. Uh, and the more time that passes, the less likely we will have any type of real reform. We've got um, one theory on what's behind this trend. Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson said that we're teaching wokeness. We're indoctrinating our children with things like CRT uh, and telling children they're the cause of other people's problems. And that's the reason for these school shootings. Now, Fox News anchor Neil Cavuto said these shootings, Senator, were going on long before CRT and wokeness, right? But he said it's been going on under the radar for some time. Michael, do you agree with that? No, it's a joke. Um, It's another diversion technique. Uh, The same Senator Ron Johnson is also proposing that we arm our teachers. So he doesn't trust them with the ability to instruct our kids, but he trusts them with a weapon to protect them. This is absolute ludicrous. Um, This is just nuts. Um, And I think it goes further to what I've been saying in the last couple of questions, which is nothing's going to get done. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I think there is something to the fact that, that our society culturally has become us versus them. And, it, and it's true kind of all across the political spectrum. And us versus them as a, as a way of forma- a formation of the way we view one another is not helpful. So I think there is some truth to that. Is the teaching of CRT causing mass shootings? No. Uh, this we don't know much about this guy that that did the shooting uh, in Evaldi, but uh, you know clearly he was mentally disturbed, and uh, you know the, I don't know that the causes of what causes somebody to go off is something that as a society we're ever going to be able to drill down and identify. Every case is different, every shooting is different, every motivation is different. Uh, so I, I think there are some broader thematic things that can be done. I don't think we're ever going to eliminate this, sadly, from American society, at least not anytime soon. But that doesn't mean we should do nothing. John, I'm curious about your review of the performance of Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who said he was livid at the information he was given by local police that turned out not, not to have been the case. Uh, and there's been so much controversy over how long police waited to go in and some of the decisions that were made and which, which departments and which levels made these decisions. What, what do you make of this? It it seems like a mess so far. Well, it is a mess. And, you know, at first blush, you, you look at that and say, these officers, how, how cowardly, how they put these children, they probably cost additional children their lives that day. and, And they're castigated rightfully. So having said that, not everyone is cut out to be a police officer and the things we ask of police officers to to charge into an active shooter situation and and put their own lives at risk. I mean, we kind of 
gloss over the fact that that's exactly what they're doing. There, some number of those officers probably would have been killed had they stormed that room, but they would have saved lives of children. And in, in a culture that has denigrated policing now for the last several years, I think we need to step back and realize these people failed in their, in their duty. But we need to step back and realize that police officers precisely put their lives on the line to protect society and and when they don't do it it stands out and when they and when they do do it they're heroes i think that's uh an excellent point that john makes it's hard to sit and play uh, monday morning quarterback against these police officers without understanding all the facts with the information we do know you can't help but uh realize that this was just a failure um and and yeah. tragic and people should be held accountable for it at the end of the day this man walked into a school with two ar-15s they serve no other purpose than to kill a lot of human beings in a short period of time you don't target shoot with these guns you don't shoot animals with these guns you shoot people um we can continue to find all the different solutions that um are everything but the gun but when is this culture when is this society when are we going to deal with the gun that's what's caused this problem just a minute left with John Hancock and Michael Kelly on KMOX. And another big story this week that was, of course, overshadowed was uh, the slew of primary elections we had on Tuesday, including in the state of Georgia. What are your takeaways from those? I'll start with Michael. Um, well, I was encouraged to see that uh, President Trump uh, lost in his crusade against Governor Kemp and against the Secretary of State. He said that the election was fraudulent. That's not true. He knows that. So do the American people. Um, and apparently the people of the state of Georgia know it too, because they went back and sent it back in. John's going to explain to you that what's happening inside the Republican Party is there's about 30% of these people who support the MAGA way. Uh, and the, if there is a multi-candidate primary field, more than likely those people will emerge. Um, so that's what, exactly what we saw, and that's the reason Marjorie Taylor Greene winds up getting uh, reelected handily. Yeah, I think it's a mixed bag uh, as it relates to Donald Trump. He he definitely took it on the chin in Georgia, uh, but he won other places. And Herschel Walker won the Senate primary in Georgia, and he was endorsed by Donald Trump. So I, I think we're going to have to let the general elections play out before we really can assess the, the impact that Donald Trump is, is going to have on the next Congress. John Hancock, Michael Kelly, thank you guys so much. See ya. You bet. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.